Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Simply Stogies is a passion project that is fan-funded. If you enjoy the content Simply Stogies brings to you and would like to see more and different kinds of content, a website, more on-location podcasts with blenders, manufacturers, or retailers, or video reviews, please consider supporting Simply Stogies on Patreon at patreon.com slash simplystogies. Supporting Simply Stogies can get you a ton of perks, including instant access to bonus material, access to Simply Stogies Discord, including a Patreon-only channel, shoutouts on the show and social media, a monthly virtual herf with myself and other supporters, the ability to suggest cigar reviews, cool swag, or the opportunity to do a cigar review on Simply Stogies podcast. Thank you for your consideration and your generosity. Now, on to Simply Stogies. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This week, I'll be reviewing the McAuliffe to be named Maduro, one of the only cigars that comes to my mind uh, when thinking about a cigar that released without a name. And we'll get into that a little bit later. First, I'd like to thank you for joining me this week. I know it is still crazy out there with COVID-19 and the global pandemic that we're still under. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen to Simply Stogies. I'd also like to invite you to go to creativebraincandy.com and check out some of the great family of podcasts that we have there. This week, Bad Gamers Anonymous covers COVID and its impact in gaming with guest hosts Aaron and James from Drunkenomics. And Smoking and Drinking in Space has a new podcast that dropped today, Wednesday, April 15th, where they review the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I don't know why we reviewed that, but we did. I invite you to go take a listen to that. Plus, we've got several new shows coming down the pipe, so please stay tuned for that. And thank you for supporting CreativeBrainCandy.com. Patrons, don't feel left out. We've got some stuff coming for you as well. We've got a new Tales from the Garage coming this week. Uh, We actually recorded on Easter Sunday. Uh, The recording didn't quite (laughs) It wasn't quite up to snuff. So we'll re-record this week. We'll get that out to you by this weekend. I promise, uh, since we're all under quarantine, it's Tales from the Garage, not Tales from the Lounge. Uh, We're going to have some virtual herfs, and we'd like to hear from you, our Patreon supporters. Let us know what you'd like uh, uh, to see from Tim and myself, or just me, or just Tim, and we will do our best to make that happen during these uncertain times. I'd also like to remind you, the listener, to support your local b and 
I don't have to remind you of COVID-19's impact on our local, national, and global economies. Do what you can to support local whenever you can. I love to order my cigars online, but our local B&Ms need us now more than ever. With limited hours, they're getting very creative in how they're trying to bring in revenue. Capital Cigar in Lincoln, Nebraska, they're doing curbside service with cocktails brought to your car. Plus, they are teaming with Mary Ellen, which is a local barbecue establishment, and you can drive through, get your cigars, your cocktail, and your dinner right there at Capital Cigars. So check that out. I know Cigars Lounge in Lincoln, Nebraska. It has curbside pickup as well for both your cigars and your cocktails. Leaf Brothers in Des Moines, Iowa, doing the same thing. They have curbside pickup as well as our one of our home lounges, David's Fine Tobacco. They're also offering curbside pickup. Habano, uh, all throughout the Chicago area, is offering limited delivery and curbside pickup. And I'm not 100% sure about what's going on in Davenport either. But if you are in the Quad City area, I implore you to call Freddie or Mark over at Habano and find out if they're doing curbside uh, pickup, if they're doing delivery, or how you can help support your local B&M. We're all in this together. Let's make sure that we're doing what we can when we can. COVID-19 is certainly making it tough for all of us, even uh, those of us here at simplystogies.com. Uh, we're still looking for a staff writer. So if you are interested in getting the written word out there, talking about all things cigars, the cigar industry, and maybe even try your hand at a review or two, then let me know. Send an email to info at simplystogies.com and just say, hey, I'm interested in the staff writer position. I'll be honest, it's... Uh, it's been tough for me as well. You would think with all this extra time on my hands, I would be able to pump out content. I, it, it's just, it's been a tough, it's been a challenge. It's been a tough challenge for me. So I apologize for not getting a lot of content out and I will do my best to uh, rectify that here in the coming weeks. And that starts with uh, a written review for the McAuliffe to be named Maduro that uh, launches uh, with the, this podcast today. So make sure you check that out at simplystogies.com, then go to the top, Cigar Reviews, and it'll be there, and you can check it out. I'll be covering a lot of what I talk about in that review on this podcast. It is my first review. I've said many times that my palate is shit, so I apologize if I'm not getting flavor notes and the tasting uh, notes right every time. It's, it's a work in progress, so, so bear with me, but hopefully you'll see some more reviews from me. Now, on to my review of the McAuliffe to be named Maduro. Uh, this cigar was launched in March of this year. When it was released, it had no name. As far as I know, as of right now, it still does not have a name. However, I am part of the McAuliffe Ambassador Program. I am one of their ambassadors. And in their Facebook group, they had a vote. This is how they were going to name the cigar. They let the ambassadors name the cigar. And if you listen to my interview with Dan Thompson, president of uh, McAuliffe Cigars, last episode, you know that they let the ambassadors vote on it. And you know that <laughs> the, what they voted on was uh, the ambassador. A little on the nose, if you ask me, but that's what they voted on. Uh, that's what won. 
And I, from what I understand, that's now uh, been put in their legal department's hands and the legal department is trying to vet it, make sure it's all good. I would imagine at this point, depending on where they're at and uh, due to the pandemic, that they're probably getting ready for bans. I know that they, right now, to be named Maduro is very hard to find. The ambassador, if you will, is very hard to find. There was a limited amount with a special initial release just to get it out there to let the ambassadors try it and part of to, to uh, you know the the push to let them name it. It's a great idea from McAuliffe. McAuliffe does a lot of things right. McAuliffe does a lot of things the right way. McAuliffe does a lot of things the way I would do things if I ran a large company. This is essentially a grassroots movement. That's what the McAuliffe brand ambassador program is. It is a grassroots movement that they want cigar smokers to become involved in. It's a great way for them to get almost instantaneous feedback from those people who purchase their cigars on a regular basis. Again, it's a fantastic idea. They utilize new technologies, Facebook, Facebook Live, Zoom, to uh, include their ambassadors in a whole lot of things. And they've really ramped it up now that COVID-19 has gripped the planet. For example, beyond just the, the naming of this new cigar, they've also done things like um, a Caliph Madness tournament, since there was no March Madness this year. They have uh, an off-the-record segment they that they do where they bring in people from around the industry. They've had... Uh, John Carney from LFD, <laughs> I could go on, but that's the one that I, I remember off the top of my head. They have said several people from around uh, the industry, they have their sales reps and their national sales manager on all the time. And they have their media, their media guy on Sam Spencer. He's on all the time. And they do these almost podcast uh, like things where they're really trying to engage with their consumer base. It is a fantastic idea. And this was the first step in that direction. And it goes to the letter that we've talked about at length here on this podcast that they released at the beginning of the year. And that was part of their promise to their consumers. So I was interested in trying this cigar. I wanted to try this cigar and fortunately or unfortunately for McAuliffe, they drew the short straw. This is the first review without Mike. And again, I want to send a big shout out and a big thank you to Mike Brieg. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic. He helped me out quite a bit. He pushed this ship in the direction that it's going now, and I will be forever grateful for all of his work. I'm I'm sad that he had to step away from the hobby, but I'm glad that he is on the road to being healthy. So thank you again, Mike, and sorry, McAuliffe, <laughs> is all I could say. The McAuliffe to be named Maduro is a Grand Toro, a six and three quarters by 54 Churchill size. It's a, it's a Nicaraguan. It's got a Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper, a Sumatra binder, and uh, a mixed filler of uh, Nicaraguan and Dominican tobacco. I would put this from where I smoke to how I smoke. I would put this right around the medium range, medium, maybe medium full. I actually, I smoked, I need to be honest here. I smoked three of these for this review. So these are very hard to find. I was able to get five uh, from a, a place down in Kentucky. Uh, that had them in stock and, and let the ambassadors know, hey, we still have these in stock. So I And I literally, the guy told me, I, I grabbed the last five that they had. So I'm very thankful that I have five. I've got two left here. Uh, and these are, these cigars are unique. I will say that. When you look at the review that I did 
online, the written review. You can see that I smoked it on my deck last week. Uh, this was the the second of the the three that I smoked. It was a gorgeous day, absolutely brilliant out. Uh, it was mid seventies, mostly sunny, absolutely just a gorgeous day. But I smoked three of these to make sure that I was getting that I was going to be able to give it a fair review. Now the MSRP on these is seven dollars and fifty cents. Before I talk about the cigar itself, I want to talk about the band. Typically, when, when I would have Mike on and we would talk about the cigar and we would review the cigars together, we never really talked about the band. But if you go to simplystogies.com and you look at any of the, the cigar reviews, the band is a pretty big deal. It, it's the first impression of the cigar. It's what you see right off the bat when you are standing in the humidor and you're choosing what cigars you're going you're gonna to purchase. This McAuliffe band grabs your attention right away because it's bright metallic orange. And that really pops against that Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper. Orange isn't my color, but I'm certainly not going to hold that against uh, McAuliffe. It is a bright band. It has their, their signature coat of arms on it. Uh, and, it, and it announces to the world that it's handcrafted by the Gomez Sanchez family, which if you listened to the last episode with Dan Thompson, there's a fantastic story there about how Al McAuliffe hooked up with the uh, Gomez Sanchez family. You know, when I looked at this cigar, the band caught my eye first, but it's a sexy cigar. This is now the second time that I have called a cigar sexy. The first was with the stolen throne, uh, crook of the crown. And now uh, with this one, now uh, again, I'm going to be honest here. I'm not typically a Maduro guy. I like the natural look. Uh, I don't like an overly dark wrapper. Typically Americans, and we talked with Vlad about this, I believe on episode seven, Americans tend to think that Maduro means spicy and it doesn't for whatever reason. I always think that it's spicy, that it's more fuller strength. This is not, it does look sexy though. It is a sexy cigar. It is, it's rough to the touch. There was a nice oily sheen on it. There were no visible imperfections. It was sure there were some veins, but it looked great. It looked good. It wasn't overly veiny. The, the veins weren't popping out. It was smooth. It was toothy as all get out. Very toothy cigar. The cigar, when I smelled the cigar, it smelled like tobacco and cedar. Nothing out of the ordinary. The cold draw, like I used a straight cut for it. It was different for each one. I, it was the same cut, but the first cigar that I smoked was very open. had a very open draw. The second cigar that I smoked had a very tight draw. It was very resistant. It wasn't plugged. I could get enough smoke out of it, but it was it was a little more resistant than what I liked. The third cigar was right in that Goldilocks zone for me. I mean, everyone, it's subjective, right? This is all subjective. Uh, but that third one was right on point for me. I didn't have any problems with the cut. On the cold draw, I got a little, I couldn't even tell you what it is. It's a very unique flavor. Was it citrus? Was it Was it floral? There's a little bit of sweetness. It was very unique. It's very unique to this cigar, and it's not something that I've tasted in any other cigar that I've ever had. And I say that in the review. The smoke output on the cigar throughout was fantastic. For the open one, the one that was open, the very first cigar uh, that I smoked that was open, it was uh, a little more smoke, but that's to be expected because it was more of an open draw. But 
I had no issue with the smoke. In fact, the smoke was creamy and buttery. In fact, there was a buttery note to this cigar. I don't know. <laughs> I've only said that about one other cigar. And oddly enough, it was a McAuliffe, Connecticut. Uh, if you listen to uh, the, the episode that I just did with Dan, I told him that. It's weird that, or maybe it's not. It's just consistent across the board. Maybe it's a buttery note on all of them. I had a lay in to number one last night. Uh, there was no buttery note. It wasn't very buttery, but it was a smooth smoke, and this was no different. A very smooth smoke had a great mouthfeel and a very buttery component to it. The first third was, it was good. Uh, it had uh, notes of citrus, leather, pepper, nuts. This was the first cigar that I got citrus off of. So McAuliffe, for me, is a cigar of first. First for that buttery note, first for the citrus note. Like I said, it's a very unique flavor. It's something that I haven't tasted in any other cigar, and it threw me for a loop. It took me literally three cigars to figure out what that note was, and it was citrus, almost like orange zest. Uh, it wasn't so much there on the retrohale, but the initial puffs, it was there. Not overly harsh on the initial puffs, which is great. I like that out of a cigar. I don't want that cigar to be harsh right up front. And this isn't uh, that it's a four year aged Nicaraguan Maduro. And it, it's not harsh at all. Uh, once I figured out what the citrus notes were, I was pretty excited about the, uh, uh, about the cigar. I'll be honest. There are some strong floral notes to it as well. Um, which again, it might just be the zest, like the, the orange zest, that citrus coming through, but I was pretty excited to, to be able to identify that. On the retro hell, I was getting a nuttiness, like a, uh, almost like roasted nuts. It was it was very pleasant. Uh, some baking spices and some leather. The ash on this thing was amazing. All three cigars it held on very well through that first third. It was it was great. As soon as it reached that uh, that second third, though, it would fall off. Every cigar, every time. But the ash wasn't flaky. Uh, on the on the episode. Uh, which I'll just consider it a lost episode of of, uh, of Tales from the Garage. Uh, we smoked a a cigar. I won't tell you the name of it, it, but it's a twenty dollars cigar. And the ash was all over the place. It was very flaky. It was all, I, I had wore black a black sweatshirt. It was all over my sweatshirt. I was less than happy. Twenty dollars cigar for I expect better for a seven dollar and fifty cent cigar. I would have expected some flakiness from the ash. No flakiness. This is what was a very tight ash. It was it literally looked like stacking nickels and the ash was white with, with, it was almost like salt and pepper. There was just black that would spiral through it every once in a while, weave in and out. And it was just a very pretty looking ash on the first cigar. The burn was really bad. I'm just being honest. It was really, really bad to the point where I had to touch it up several times throughout the entire thing. But on the first third, I had to touch it up. Uh, it was noticeable. It was getting out of control. I had to touch it up. On the on the second and the third stick, no touch-ups were required. So I want to make that very clear. The second third of the cigar, I got floral notes, sweet bread, pepper, leather, and then like an earthy mineral taste. It was really, really good. That That floral note from the beginning, from that cold draw came back. Uh, and that took front and center. It's not a boring cigar. 
It's very complex and it changes from third to third to third. It was very good. I got notes of coffee, sweet bread that just kind of weaved in and out on the retro hail this time. Pepper, green pepper, red pepper. When I say that, I think you know what I mean. It's not like black pepper or white pepper. It is, it is that pepper. You know, if you know, you know, I suppose. The ash didn't want to hold on, but it was not flaky, not flaky at all. The only time it would flake was when I went to set it down. And as I was going to set it down, I think I clipped it a little bit with the ashtray and some of it flaked off. And then it, the, the ash that was holding on fell, but when it fell, it fell complete. It's just what I had clipped off flaky. Obviously it's ash, but that's the only time that there was ash. There was no ash on me. I never got any in my lap. Uh, I kind of played uh, chicken with the cigar a little bit uh, in the, in the final third, the band, when you look at the band, the band is pretty large. I would say, I don't know, an inch, three quarters of an inch, somewhere around there. So it's a large, it's a large band. And this cigar was good enough that I nubbed all three times. So I wanted to, I wanted to take the, the, the band off and save it, put it in a shadow box. That's what I do. I'm a dork. And I was afraid with the ash holding on, like it was probably about half an inch of ash uh, that it was going to fall off. So I played a little chicken. And I won. I was rewarded with no ash in my lap uh, and a band that can go in the shadow box. So for that final third, as with all cigars, I learned early on that the last third is usually where it starts to ramp up. And typically when it starts to ramp up, it's where they tend to lose me. I'm more of a mild, medium guy. Every once in a while, I like full. While this ramped up in strength, the crescendo didn't really reach the full fullness of uh, that harsh, uh, overly spicy, overly peppery bit. Now it did get harsh a little bit towards the end, but I think that with some age, with some rest in the humidor, that's longer than just uh, two or three weeks, it'll calm down. It'll mellow out because this, that it wasn't bad. It was there for just a moment, the harshness. And before I was finished nubbing it, I'd forgot about it. Uh, because the baking spices came back and they were dancing on my tongue. But that crescendo, this final third, the mineral note, that earthiness uh, kind of took the spotlight. And it was backed up by a quartet of citrus, leather, red pepper, and coffee. And it weaved itself through my palate amazingly. It was a beautiful medium to full crescendo. The burn line on this eventually by the last third started to straighten out all the way around and it corrected itself on two out of the three cigars. The first cigar that I smoked, it didn't. Again, there were several touch-ups during that first cigar. And really, <laughs> that's the only complaint that I have about this cigar. It's very well put together from head to foot, everything in between. The construction on it is absolutely Fantastic. I love this cigar. I think the first third, while great, it was a little muted maybe. For me, the second and final third were the stars of the show. First third was good because, again, I got the citrus, and so I got really excited about it. But that was very mild. To me, that was a mild strength. It wasn't a medium strength. So for me, 
And again, it's all subjective. It went from mild to medium full. And that's quite uh, it's quite a shift in a cigar. Sometimes you'll go from medium to medium full to maybe even medium to full, but mild to right on that cusp of full, that's a that's a big shift in a cigar. Not a boring cigar at all. Anything but. It runs through a ton of different flavors and it keeps you interested in the cigar. And that's what a good cigar should do. It should keep you interested in it and it should keep you coming back for more. Like Dan Thompson said on the last episode of Simply Stogies, he knows that McAuliffe is not going to be the only cigar you smoke, but he wants McAuliffe to be one of the cigars that you always buy. And I think that the Tubine Maduro does that. The ambassador, if you will, is more than diplomatic when it comes to that. The only complaint that I have is the burn. On all three cigars, the burn was wonky. Is the only way I can put it. It was less than razor sharp. By the end of the cigar on all three, it had corrected itself. But on the first one, I had to correct it in every third at least once. Is that a construction issue? Is that uh, did I not let it rest long enough? I don't know. Regardless, I've got to score it the way I see it. So for this one, I'm using Mike's Breakdown. And we will continue to use Mike's Breakdown from here on out in uh, reverence for what he did for us and reverence for his experience, his many years of experience smoking cigars. uh, We're going to stick to his scoring system. So this is how it breaks down. Craft and aesthetic, pre-light characteristics, the lighting process, the smoking experience, which gets the majority of the scoring, and then personal enjoyment. This lost a few points in craft and aesthetic. It lost not very many in pre-light characteristics. It lost none in the lighting process. It lost very few in personal enjoyment, and it lost a little bit in smoking experience. You can check out the full breakdown, simplystokies.com. And, and again, I'll put the, the link there. Uh, in the show notes so that you can check it out. But my score for this cigar, three of them, 9.1. And this is, this is what I said at the end of the review. What a cigar to start my reviews on the to be named Maduro or the ambassador as it's likely to be called is in my opinion, a great entry point into the McAuliffe cigars for the uninitiated at $7 50 cents MSRP. You can't go wrong here. While the burn issues are disappointing, they aren't going to break the experience of this cigar. Firmly in the medium to medium full range, it's a complex cigar that will keep your palate more than entertained for almost two hours. While this cigar may be hard to find at the moment, you should begin seeing these once the name clears any legal hurdles and the global pandemic winds down. 9.1 out of 10 for the to-be-named McAuliffe Maduro. I'd like to thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Stogies. Join me next time when I review the Castagli Cremello Half Wheel. I'm sorry. Another blogger gave it a 73. Let's see what Simply Stogies gives it, shall we? Support local. Wash your hands. And stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. <laughs>